The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to The Shaleen Show. Shaleen is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. Hey there, welcome to The Shaleen Show. Now this is a special episode, and it's a two-parter. In the first episode, what I shared with you is how to identify areas of your life, things on your calendar, things on your agenda that you need to get rid of, things you need to say no to, specifically things that you already have agreed to do and now you just need to bow out because they are slowing you down from living the life that you deserve to live. They're obstacles. And I'm going to teach you in this episode how it is you say no to those people, exactly the verbiage that you'll use and how to be proactive knowing that certain people are going to ask for certain things in the future. So if you haven't already, please make sure that you download the episode previous to this one where we talk about the rewards of no and how important it is to identify those things that are, they're just obstacles to the life that we want to live. You will love this episode because I'm actually going to give you the verbiage and we really strip away any of that nervous anxiety apprehension when we think about letting somebody down. How cool is that? And again, this is taken from a live broadcast that I did last week and I just had such overwhelming responses from people saying, holy cow, the weight of the world was just lifted from my shoulders. I wish I could share this with some other people. Could you please make it a podcast? I'm like, heck yeah, I can make it a podcast. Ask and you shall receive. But just don't forget that this is part two and it's really important that you listen to part one so you know what to say no to. All right, let's get right to it. Hey everybody, welcome to the broadcast. I'm Shaleen Johnson, the author of New York Times bestselling book, Push. You might recognize me from late night infomercials. I've done tons of fitness infomercials and I am most proud to be the creator of the Smart Success Academy. It's why I'm here today. When I, when I sat down with Brett and I said, I can't do this anymore. I can't have this many employees. I can't so whatever you have scheduled in the next four weeks, I want you to look at them and say, does this have anything to do with my gotta happens? If it doesn't have anything to do with the design of your future, if it doesn't have anything to do with action you need to take to take control of your life and reduce the overwhelm and to move that much closer to what it is you want to feel each day, then those are things I want you to circle and identify as items we need to remove. Because think about it, you have a limited amount of time. Now, if this is a really, really easy decision for you to make. Right now, if I were to tell you, you have a week to live. Or the person you love the most, this is even better. The person you love the most has four weeks to live and they want to spend time with you. How easy would it be for you to say, I know I promised you I'd, I'd uh, be the responsible party to get everybody from point A to point B, but I can't do it. It would be so easy for you to make that decision. You wouldn't feel any guilt whatsoever to make that phone call, right? Why? Because you knew that somebody else was more important than all these other people who you're trying to please, who really don't care. They really aren't going to be in your life at the end of your life. And they have nothing to do with your future. 
So it'd be so easy to say no to them. You'd pick up the phone right now and say, listen, this isn't even an option. I can't do this. I just want you to look at your short-term obligations. Let's go through them. You ready? I want you to think about meetings, phone calls, um, things you've volunteered to do, extra projects, new endeavors. That new endeavor that's going to take you so much more time to learn it, to understand it, to master it. Other people's problems. That's a big one. How often are you involving yourself in other people's problems and taking care of other people simply because you feel like you're supposed to do it? But does it have anything to do with where you want to go? Your blueprint. What about projects and and extra kids activities that are... And listen, it's a very noble deed indeed to volunteer endlessly at your kid's school. But if they're not even with you, if you can't interact with them, if you can't connect with them, I'm just asking you to say, is there something more I could be doing with that time that helped me to focus on the gotta get done stuff that moves me closer to my blueprint? I want you to think about social events, like parties and engagements, like all of those things. I literally want you to look at everything you have scheduled in the next four weeks. And if the second you read it, you're like, eh, like if, if you even have like a smidgen of like, ugh, I don't really want to do that. And if you think to yourself, this has nothing to do with where I want to go, just circle it. Just circle it for right now. That's step one. By sharing some examples with you, I know you're going to start to feel that clarity that's going to give you the confidence to do that scary thing. You're, just trust me, you're going to be nervous about this, but you're going to do it and you're going to feel like a million bucks. I don't know anyone who doesn't. After you do it, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, why did I wait so long to say no to that? But there are always those things where we're kind of sitting on the fence. I'll give you an example and And this is how I keep myself accountable every day. Because this isn't one of those things you just learn and go, all right, I understand. Now I just say no. It just doesn't work that way. That's why with Smart Success, I teach you the system that keeps you accountable to continue this, not as something you do short term like a diet, but as a lifestyle, a way that you live. Like just tomorrow, my daughter has a dentist appointment in LA, which is like an hour drive from me. I also teach two fitness classes on Thursdays. They're back-to-back classes. And I'm trying to build those classes. I want want to be there regularly so those people can count on me. They know when they show up to class, I will be there. And Brett and I were like trying to maneuver our schedules. So like he was like, I really can't take her. Maybe your mom could. And I'm like, yeah, I really can't take her because I've got this class. And then it dawned on me like, okay, I'm I'm feeling that twinge. Like I don't really want, I really want to go with her. I want to be with her. But I felt this little twinge of guilt. Like, but, but I told someone who had a friend who wanted to come to take my class that I would be there. And so why do I feel obligated to show up for this person who I don't even flip and know? And so I stopped myself and I just looked at my pros and my cons. Like what would, what would I gain by teaching the class? And what would I gain by spending three hours in the car with my teenage daughter? Now she might be on her phone or listening to music the whole time, but I'm with her and I can't get that back. So that was, I was like, Duh, such an easy decision, but I still struggled with it until I put it against this formula. And it's this formula that I want you to use now for those items that you circled where you circled it, but you're like, "Eh, this is going to be too painful to let go of. So you're on the fence. You're just not sure. We're going to go through a checklist. So what I want you to do is to list that thing that you need to give up, that you need to limit or remove completely. The thing you need to either bow out of or do less of. 
Okay, so write that down at the top of a piece of paper, right across the top. So you'll follow right along with us and you'll, you'll write down your example right across the top. Then I need you to draw a line right down the middle of your page because on one side, you're gonna list the pros for keeping that thing on your schedule or continuing to do that thing. And on the other side, you're gonna list all of the cons, all right? Now I wanna use an example of, of one of my friends who I also happen to coach and her name is Kristen. She also happens to be my spray tanner. She does my organic spray tan. No, I don't go into a tanning booth, not with this white skin, but I do like a nice glow. And so she happens to also teach individuals how to do this. She has an academy that trains people how to do mobile spray tanning so that they can start their own in-home business. Now that developed from Kristen spending many years just servicing clients, just going door, you know, driving for her mobile vehicle from from home to home to home, all over Southern California, a huge region to spray tan people. And she's having a tough time now deciding how much time she should spend doing that. So I asked her, I want you to make a list of the pros if you continue keeping all of your, I mean, keep one if you don't mind, but keeping all of your existing clients and then the cons if you keep all of your existing clients and don't spend that time working towards building your academy, your training, your, your um, uh, franchise of teaching people how to do this. Okay, so here are, the, here are the pros. The pros are, she says, well, you know, it's, it's immediate money in my pocket when I go door to door. Um, it keeps me busy in my field, which makes me feel like I, you know, I'm, I know what I'm doing. I'm an expert. I feel productive. You know, if, if I'm doing this all day long, it's, it's just easy. It's, it's, it's a no-brainer. And so I feel, I feel productive, but at the same time, I also feel a little overwhelmed because I know there's other things I could be doing, but, but I also feel like I'm, you know, I'm making money. So that makes me feel secure. And I said, okay, so now, now let's list the cons. What are the consequences? In other words, if you keep going this way and you just continue to accept and say yes to people who want you to tan them from, uh, you know, mobile, mobile. And she said, well, ultimately, you know, it's costing me a lot of money because I have to drive back and forth. It's exhausting. I'm tired. Some days I'm kind of sick of it. It's like so easy. There's, there's no challenge in it whatsoever. Um, I'm exchanging my time for money. Like if I'm not doing it, I'm not getting paid. There's, and, and I'm doing so much of it and there's so much drive time in between that I, I don't have any time to do the stuff that I need to do. And because I'm working on other people's schedules, I don't have any control. And so a lot of times people have to come to my home or I have to interrupt family time to do this. So it's really interrupting my family. It's interrupting my ability to connect. And it's an, it's, Bottom line, interrupting my ability to move forward towards my blueprint. So now you create your list. Take a look at how we've structured this. And I want you to do pros and cons of you keeping or giving up this thing. This thing that you're, you're still kind of sitting on the fence. All right, now once you've done that, and put me on pause if you haven't done it. Because you need to do that before we move on to the next step. This next step is going to seal the deal for you. But this is the important part. You need someone to do this with you. Somebody who's got a pretty strong opinion, all right? Trust me, we don't have to take action this moment, but I need you to be watching the second part or listening to the second piece with somebody who you know is pretty logical. You don't have to have somebody who's, you know they're going to take the opposing view, but at least somebody who will give, your, give you their logical opinion. Okay, I'm now interrupting the broadcast because I was really serious about this part, and I don't want you to forget 
where it was in this program that it's critical you have somebody who's got a strong opinion, an opinion that you trust and you value and who's open-minded but will speak the truth to you. It's at the 11-minute mark of this program. So if if for any reason that person is not available to you right now, I don't want you to forget at the 11-minute mark of this program is where you need their assistance. If you haven't already, grab another piece of paper. You've already grabbed that important person, and thank you, by the way, for joining us. I want you now to draw a T across your paper, so a straight line across the top, one line right down the middle, and across the top, I need you to write worst case scenario, okay? The worst case scenario, and then under the first column, I want you to write if you keep it or continue or don't limit it. So in other words, if you continue to say yes, one column, worst case scenario items, we're going to list there. And in the other column, you're going to list worst case scenario items if you drop it, limit it, or get rid of it. In other words, if you say no. So let's go back to Kristen's example, and then we will apply yours. So if Kristen continues, the worst case scenario, if she continues to say yes to every mobile client, what, what's the worst case scenario? What, is, what are the worst things that could happen? Now, within the realm of reason. You know, I mean, I want you to be reasonable about this. That's why I ask you to bring in your very logical friend. Nice to meet you. But what's the worst case scenario? Well, worst case scenario is that she's going to have less time with her family. She's going to continue to feel exhausted and unhappy. And um, that's going to wear on her, which means her mood is going to shift, which means she's not going to enjoy doing what she right now really does enjoy. Um, It probably means that she is going to put off a lot of things that she'd love to do because she's not going to have the money. She's going to feel guilty to say no to these people. She might entirely quit this business because it wears her out. She's going to continue to say yes to people who, quite frankly, with the exception of me, most of those people probably won't be in her life maybe 10 years from now. She's going to continue to say yes to those people And in doing so, she's saying no to her family. That's the worst case scenario, and it's pretty reasonable if she continues to say yes. What are the worst case scenario symptoms? If you continue to say yes and be honest, and that's why I asked you to invite someone who's pretty logical, because we're really good at making excuses, aren't we? And justifying these things. All right, so there's your worst case scenario if you continue to say yes. If she says, no, I'm going to limit the number of people who I travel to to the mobile spray tan. What's the worst case scenario? Okay, worst case scenario, if she limits it, is she might make less money, although probably not the case. The logical person in the room is probably going to tell her, actually, you'll end up making a lot more money because you'll be able to train people to do this. Worst case scenario, could it diminish her skill? Maybe. But, I mean, if you're sitting there with a logical person, they're probably going to have to tell you, <laughs> you don't have to spray tan three times or five times a day to maintain your skill. Worst case scenario, somebody could be mad at her. Worst case scenario, someone could be furious because I expect you to tan me every single day. Worst case scenario is she feels guilty because it's a friend or because she might be disappointing someone. That's the worst case scenario. Okay, and that's honest. I mean, we're not going to diminish those things. They, they, those are things that bother us, and it's a reason why we don't say no soon enough. But think about it. The worst case scenario, if she continues to say yes, is far more devastating. If you continue to say yes, you're telling somebody else who's far more important that they're not important. 
And I, I know it's dramatic, but if you just thought about how you would make these decisions, if you know, knew you only had four weeks left to spend time doing what matters, you would do what matters. You would very easily say to someone, I, I can't do this. And I'm sorry if you're mad at me, that's your problem. It's okay. If somebody gets mad at you because you value your family and your dreams and what's right for you, do you, do you really think that's a very nice person, the kind of person you want around you? I don't think it is. I think it's probably a gift. Then you know a little bit more about, about them and it can help you decide who you want to surround yourself with. These are tough decisions. You are going to be uncomfortable making this call, but now you've got it on paper. You're looking right at it. I know you've got a knot in your stomach thinking, this is going to suck. I don't want to have to send this email, but you know it's going to make you feel courageous and confident after you do it. I promise you, it feels worse. It seems like it's going to be way bigger than what it's actually going to be. And it's the only way, it's the only way you can make room and move forward. We need to keep progressing. We're stuck right where we are. If we don't learn to evaluate what to say yes to and what to say no to. Now, be very careful that you go through this exercise. Here's why. Because a lot of times people love to say no to things that move them forward and say yes to things that keep them safely right where they are so that I don't have to worry about failure. I don't have to worry about growth. This is only for you if you're excited about growth. So that's it. You've decided to do it. Congratulations. I knew you would make the right decision, but now I'm going to take it even a step further and I'm going to share with you what I think is the best way to do this. You see, so many people just say no and then people actually are mad at them and it it can damage relationships or people feel like, gosh, is it something about me that made you say no? And then it prolongs the breakup process and the person just keeps coming back and going, well, but what if, and we really need you and don't forget we did this for you and it just prolongs that process. But if you do it in the right way, this can be just about as painless as you can possibly imagine. The first thing we have to learn to do is to say, use the right words in the moment. So, and I'm I'm not going to tell you I'm perfect at this. I'm getting much better. But I shared with you that just yesterday I accidentally said yes, but within an hour's time, and I was just like reading the text messages while I was getting ready today to to Tiffany, who did my makeup, and and she's like, you should read that, that those text messages. But it took me um, just less than 24 hours to realize, oh, I did not mean to say yes to that. And then to explain why it was I was now going to bow out. But I could have avoided having to do that if I had, um, if I had remembered this golden phrase. And I'm, I'm pretty good about it. I'm not perfect, but I'm getting better. And I want to share this phrase with you because it's so much easier than saying no. It's hard to say no. You feel bad saying no. You're letting somebody down. Here's what I say because I get that same positive reaction. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much for thinking of me. I, I'll check my schedule and can I get back to you? That's so much easier. See, I didn't say no. I'm actually telling them I am valuable enough that you want to reach out to me and so valuable that I, I need to check my schedule and make sure I don't have too much on it. You're not having to say no. You're saying I need to make sure I can give you 100%, right? And that's one of those phrases you just have to practice saying over and over and over. So often we know when we're about to be asked to do something. We know it. We can feel it coming, like sense it, like, like a storm is, is impending. And we just think, oh, no, I know I'm about to be asked and I, I don't want to say yes. And I hate saying no. 
and we say yes. Instead, just say, that sounds great. Thank you so much for thinking of me. Practice, ready, say this with me. Thank you so much for thinking of me. I've got to check my schedule if that's okay and I'll get back to you. Now, what do you do about those things, which is where most of us are today? Because I asked you to remove things in your schedule over the course of the next four weeks. That means you're gonna have to bow out of some things, okay? First of all, I give you permission to put yourself first. I give you permission to make your goals, your life, your priorities more important than somebody else's problem. Every time we say yes to somebody else, we have, a, we have taken on their problems and we've become their solution, their solution. You need to be your own solution. So how do you bow out of something that you've already obligated yourself to? This is how you do it. With honesty and with kindness and explaining the situation. So for example, when I said, yeah, I'd, I'd, love, to, I'd love to be able to do that for you and and it's only a one-week commitment for 15 minutes, no problem, see you later. Well, then shortly thereafter, I sent a text message that said, while I really am flattered that you would think of me for this opportunity, I have to tell you that I am committed to being present and to doing less so that I can do more with my kids. I only have a couple years left before they graduate from high school, and I know this might sound trivial to others, but I've got to get a lot of very effective work done in a short number of hours So the extra hours that I have, even though it doesn't sound like it would take much time, I have to evaluate each and every extra to make sure that it fits with my family and my priorities. And while I would love to help you, I think in doing so, I would be doing you a disservice because I couldn't do a great job. And most importantly, I would be dishonoring my family. Now, might he get mad about that? I don't know. Too bad, so sad. I don't care. If somebody doesn't respect the fact that I'm going to put my family first, I really don't care about their opinion, truthfully, you know? And I think if you explain to people where it's coming from, if you say, I know I obligated myself and I really thought I could do this for you, but unfortunately now I know I can't deliver you my best. And here's why. And if you explain it to people and you tell them, the date by which you can no longer do this. And I always recommend if you can do a fast breakup, even though in your mind, you're like, well, I could probably do it for the rest of the month. Then you'll just keep pushing out that deadline and pushing out that deadline. And they'll keep doing nice things for you. And you'll keep saying yes to their priorities, not your own. So make it a fast breakup. Here's the next thing I want you to do. I want you to do what I call a proactive bow out. That means, you know, and ask is coming. Let me give you two examples of this. The first one is whenever my husband and I are on a new sports team for our kids, especially when they were little, there was, you know, always an expectation that all the parents would volunteer for snack or volunteer to be team mom or team dad. And guess what? You're probably going to judge me for this. I don't care because it's according to my priorities. So whenever we would sign up for a new sports team, before there was that uncomfortable silence when the team mom looks around and says, who wants to be in charge of snack bar every Saturday? And there's an uncomfortable silence and you know, you're like, I'm about to say yes, someone stop me, someone stop me. We would be proactive and immediately send an email to the team mom and the team manager and say, weekends are really important to our family. Unfortunately, as much as we would love to volunteer, we know that you'll have people who will be more reliable for you. And what we would like to do is offer our services, our support financially. Can we sponsor the shirt or sponsor the uniform or whatever it was? Now, for some of you, you might think, oh, geez, I can't afford to do that. Well, it's really not that expensive when you think about spending four or five hours volunteering. 
That's just a decision I'm sharing with you that works for our family. God bless you if you are one of those awesome parents who volunteers on Saturdays. I'm not kidding. I I do. I think it's awesome. But you have to decide why you're doing those things. We We needed to make a decision to honor our own priorities. The same is true of a a good friend of mine who his son and his daughter was going off to college and they knew that the, the winter months, like when they normally host all of the holiday parties for their huge extended family, everybody was going to expect them to host the holiday parties. And they knew that people were going to start saying, you know, what day, what time, what should we bring? And rather than wait till those questions were to come, which is when you do feel the guilt and that urge to say yes, rather than do that, they just sent off a quick email message to everybody in the family saying, this is our daughter's last year at home, and we are going to be so focused on finding the right school for her, and we want to do it right, and we want to give it our full attention and really monument this moment in our lives. So unfortunately, this year, we won't be able to host our family Christmas and get-togethers, but thank you for honoring our commitment to our kids. Who could say no to that? And anyone who's got a problem with it, it's their problem. So what I want you to do is think about anything that might be coming up in the next two or three months where you know people are going to ask of you. And it's so awkward and uncomfortable and you, you hate saying no. And just let people know in advance. When I was writing my book, Push, I knew that the hours from 11 until 3 were my creative hours for writing. But I also was in the habit of returning text messages and taking phone calls and scheduling meeting and work things during those hours, because my kids came home from school at three. So what I had to do is proactively, I sent a message to all of my friends, my family members, my employees at the time, and I said, hey, here's the deal. I don't want you to think I'm ignoring you. My phone is going on airplane mode from 11 till three every day until this book is done. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your love. Thank you for taking care of anything that can be taken care of without me until this time, because I really want to knock this thing out of the park. And it was amazing, the outpouring of support. And guess what? People stop asking once you set up boundaries. So many of you said in our live chat, I need boundaries. I say yes to everybody. People, you have choice. You have a choice in this matter. You have a choice to enjoy smart success, which is very different from stressed success. You have the the ability to choose what you want your life to look like, but it requires us creating this breathing room. And that's exactly what we're doing. So here's your homework assignment. All right. Because this stuff is so important, it, it's, it's something that has to change in our culture because marriages are failing. People are unhappy and depressed and they don't know why. They've got, they feel like they've got success, but they're so incredibly unhappy. We've got to change this. And it's not just the, okay, everybody understands we have to say no. It's learning the system. It's understanding the formula. And we're going to go really deep so you can understand your priorities how to set a push goal, but at its basic, at its most basic step, I promise that you will feel an utter sense of relief when you do this. Now, don't forget to tune in to my next broadcast because I'm going to cover some crazy cool stuff. And in that episode, we will now be able to attack how it is you take this extra time and you don't fill it with more stuff because that's the risk. That's the big risk. If you don't watch that next the next broadcast, you may very well fall into the trap of going, wow, now I've got four extra hours. I should fill it with other things that have nothing to do with my blueprint. I'm going to show you how to do less, how to take single subject scheduling. It's a, it's a system that I've developed that makes people super duper effective and focused and moving forward and progressing towards their blueprint in less time. 
because I am not about adding more things to your plate. I want you to do less. Thank you for joining me today. So that's it. You just heard a podcast of the live broadcast I did last week. Now remember, that was part two. So if you haven't already, you will immediately go back to your phone or to your device and check out the episode just prior to this one because that's part one. I think it will really come together when you listen to both of those pieces back to back. Now, if you're like, I don't understand, how do I find out about these live broadcasts? Well, as you've probably figured out, what I define as success is kind of like doing what I like with who I like when I like doing it. So a lot of times there's not not a lot of notice. Maybe a couple of days I'll say, hey, you know, on Wednesday of this week, I did, there's just like this thing that people keep asking me on Facebook or emails I keep getting and I... I just, I want to explain it to people or I think I figured it out and I want to share it with people. And so when we do those things, they are pretty impromptu. And the only way you're going to know about it is if you've subscribed to, to get updates from us. So go to shaleenjohnson.com and I just promise you, we don't send spam. I don't just regularly send emails. I send them when I've got something important to say. So please make sure that you are in the know and get on that list because I love doing the live broadcasts. I love interacting with you live in the chats afterwards. It's very, very rewarding for both Brett and I, and um, we want to stay in touch with you. So if you enjoyed that and you'd like to be a part of it live next time, please be sure to make sure you subscribe by going to shaleenjohnson.com. Anyways, I just want to tell you once again, I love you so awesome that we get to spend this time together. So until we chat next time, be well, my friend. 